Now, in today's episode, we're going to speak to Suze Jeffries. Now, Suze is a certified health coach, a nutrition therapist, a personal trainer, yoga, tai chi, and a water aerobics instructor. And she's achieved empowering thousands of high achievers worldwide to eat clean, get lean, and have fun over the last 30 years. Now, she loves to simplify clean eating, mindset, and fitness for very busy, active people so they can stop sacrificing their health for their work, shed fat, build muscle, and love how they look and how they feel. So despite years of working out consistently as a fitness professional, she struggled with her weight and she was stuck in this vicious cycle of losing and then gaining up to 10 to 30 pounds over and over again. And after trying every diet she could, yeah, and she even tried that cabbage soup diet, <laughs> she almost lost. Um, that basically, you could lose the will to live, couldn't you, with the cabbage diet, but she almost gave up loving basically how her body looked and how she wanted to feel again, really. So before, she, before this, um, Sue's decided to do a deep dive into the field of nutrition, which is where it all really kicked off. And finally, she cracked the healthy weight code and also shed that extra fat. She also learned how to healthily build muscle and feel absolutely amazing. And Suze, in the meantime, she's loving life. She's living and working and she lives down in Southwest Florida. So she loves to work hard, but play even harder. And that's where she really is embracing this eating clean, staying lean and having absolutely tons of fun. So I'd really like to introduce Suze to you, but let's just get ourselves settled and get ready to listen to this very special episode. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast with me, clinical somatic educator and founder of Total Somatics, Heidi Hadley. The Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast has been designed to help you gain a deeper understanding to how your mind and body work. You will learn about your amazing mind and body and why over time you can feel pain, recurring injuries and poor posture. Within this podcast, I will teach you why this doesn't have to be your future or the norm for you. Would you like to learn how to reduce pain, move freely and gain a new lease of life? Let's get started. So welcome back. Now, as you could hear in that very special bio, Suze is a pretty superwoman. And, and for 30 something plus years of experience, when you see her today, you can see she radiates that healthy glow because seriously, she must have been about five when she started doing all this. <laughs> She's absolutely wonderful. Um, so I'd like to introduce you to Suze. And as we get started, Suze, I really want to say a, a massive thank you for holding a workshop for the Total Somatics members today. Uh, we did a workshop, well, um, Suze did a workshop on mindful eating and these simple strategies to really nourish everything about our entire system. So first of all, I just want to say a massive thank you, Suze. But I'm going to open this out and just ask you, we saw that lovely bio, but can you tell us a little bit more about this rewarding area that you've came into and that evolution over the time, how it really progressed there? We've seen quite a bit, but you shared quite a bit more within the workshop too. Sure, I'd be happy. And Heidi, thank you so much. I adore you. I adore your work. And I love the impact you're having on the world. So it is such an honor. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you and with your uh, your listeners. 
Um, yeah, so I'm all about transparency and um, I used to struggle a lot from the time I was a child up through, I was in my early 30s with food and body and self-image. I was, uh, we moved a lot when I was a child and I was like the chubby, bookwormy, shy child and never really felt like I belonged. I don't know if anyone else out there has ever felt like an outsider, that was me. And uh, then as a teenager, you know, I followed the trend and became way too skinny, did a little bit of modeling. And uh, my self-esteem was all about like how much I weighed and how skinny I could be. It was very unhealthy. Then, uh, you know, I went to college. I traveled around a bit, used to live in Japan. And I got married ultimately, became a first grade teacher and eventually had three children. And at, throughout my young adult experience, I'm going to say 20s to 30s, I was just really trying to get balance in my weight. I was very much dependent on how I looked in terms of my weight and, and for my self-esteem. Like if I felt like I was two pounds overweight, I would be really down on myself. And I knew that was crazy. Like people, I knew this. I knew that was nuts, but I couldn't get out of that loop. So I tried every diet, yes, including the cabbage diet, and um, would lose and gain and lose and gain and had no idea how I was wrecking my metabolism and I was wrecking my digestive system. I had no idea. I just didn't know. And I'm a pretty smart person and I was into fitness and decided that even though I was working out five, maybe six, well, certainly six days a week, maybe four or five times a day because I was teaching all kinds of fitness classes, which I loved. Like, why couldn't you get rid of the, the muffin top? What was that about? So I finally did decide to go and, and become a certified nutrition therapist and understand the science behind nutrition and behind how the body functions. And that's when I finally put the pieces together and figured it out. Oh, science means our bodies need this, this, that. This will make that happen. Of course, it's fairly complex. We're all unique individuals. But there's some really basic facts that we can... Um, integrate into our food and our relationship with food to become uh, healthier and stronger and fitter. And really when we're healthy, we feel good. I mean, honestly, Heidi, that's like the whole thing for me. I want to feel good because life is beautiful. There's lots to enjoy. And when we don't feel good, when we feel self-conscious or less than or unhealthy or exhausted or we have headaches, um, you know, that's when we're not having much fun. So to me, healthy equals fun. And I love helping people get there. And I, I love that because it kind of ties in with what you mentioned within the workshop is that um, in order to stay in that really healthy mindset and that focus to the appropriate direction, you, re you actually refer to the expression body composition rather than weight loss, because we can, you know, people can get fixated on how, what the weight with the scales will say for their weight. But we, you know, you were really highlighting about it's about like the biochemistry and it's also all about your muscle mass. Um, that's going to increase with, you know, consider bone density, all of these aspects. And it's having a completely different mindset shift away from just looking at the scales because you could lose weight, um, but it doesn't equate to a healthy um, by, uh, body composition, does it? Absolutely. And I love that you that really stood out for you because that's a huge part of what I didn't know, what I know now, what I share with the you know thousands of people I've worked with all around the world. I'm so fortunate. Um, honestly, most people come to me and say, I want to lose weight. I'm fat. I want to lose weight. Now, I understand what they're meaning. That's where part of my work begins, where we 
you have to reframe that because again, thoughts become feelings. So how we think about ourselves, I'm fat. First of all, you're not, we're not fat. We may have fat on our bodies, but we're not fat. That's not who we are in this world. Some fat on the body is very important, but if there is too much fat on the body, that can be a sign of poor health. So yes, beyond cosmetics, it's important to be at a healthy weight. And by that, I mean healthy body composition. Yay, Heidi, I love that you love that. So body composition is really what percent of the body is muscle, what percent is fat, um, what percent of the body is bones, and how hydrated we are. Those are the big four. And rather than focusing on how much I weigh with my clients, I've helped them focus on, well, what percent of the body is muscle? What percent is fat? Okay, let's make sure that we can actually shed the fat and the inflammation, which causes disease, and maintain or build the muscle. Because what most people don't know, Heidi, first of all, muscle equals metabolism. The more muscle we have on our body, the more calories our body will burn. So we want to turn our body into a fat burning machine. It's get more muscle on the body. And I'm almost 60 for women 40 and above, it gets harder and harder for us to build muscle and uh, bone density too. So, but there's things we can do. There's actions we can take every day to maintain or to build. Now, what many people don't know is that when we lose weight on most quote diets, I just even hate that word. It's like die, you know, um, with most diets, when the nutrition isn't done properly, let's say we lose 10 pounds or 10 kilos, whatever of weight, typically half of that is fat and half is muscle. And this is why so many of us yo-yo diet, because let's say I lose 10 kilos, which is quite a bit. And five of those kilos are, are muscle. That means my metabolism is slowed way down. So in order for my body, my body thinks that I'm starving. It thinks there's something wrong. So my metabolism slowing down means I will burn many fewer calories. My body's like, oh no, we must be starving because this is, you know, this is changing. We're not eating that much. So I've got to protect myself from starving and dying. So I will slow the metabolism down. Like our bodies are amazing. They're so miraculous and so complex. So we want to keep the muscle, but lose the fat. And that's why measuring the body composition is so useful. Keep the muscle, build the muscle maybe, lose the fat if there's extra unhealthy fat. And if I have people come to me who really don't need to lose the weight, who have some deeper issues, we certainly talk through that as well because um, not everyone who thinks they need to lose weight need to lose weight for sure. It's all about coming from love for the body and then figuring out how to nourish our body so that we can be healthy and strong and feel good. And, and I think that's wonderful because I made a note here from your workshop, how you talked about mindful, you know, to be mindful or mindfulness is that kind awareness. And it's like we have a conscious choice. And I just thought that jumped out at me, too, because it's being kind to ourselves. We always talk about being kind to everyone else, um, but being kind to ourselves and having that awareness. That's where it's it's we're, we're eating to kind of support as we, everything again biochemistry wise rather than thinking we've got to get up early we've got to sacrifice calories we've got to pound it at the gym or wherever else we do our choice of exercise um and it's a very archaic expression isn't it where calories in calories out type of thing it's it really is the more that this is why i love with this podcast we try and just debunk a lot of those myths that have happened because as we've become more um educated in 
our bodies and biochemistry. We know that it's more than just calories. It's about how everything's working together. And as you say, it's like muscle equals metabolism. It's, it is about the chemistry. If we get the chemistry right, um, everything else will flow. And that even includes our cognitive function and, and sleep patterns and all sorts of things. Million percent, absolutely. It, it's such a fascinating. I feel like our bodies are a gift. They're the vessel. They're the tool we have to go out there and, and have fun and enjoy life and make the positive impact that we want to have. And when we are healthier, we can be our best versions of ourselves, right? We can be better. We can treat ourselves better. We can do our work better, be better in relationships, be better inspiration to be like whatever it is. We can be our best version of ourselves. And, uh, you know, it's so funny because calories in, calories out, right? If you want to lose weight, you should consume less calories than you burn. That's very basic. It's so much more about the quality of food that we eat and the quantity, so much more important. And often, honestly, Heidi, with mostly the people who come to me for weight loss, which is not what I would call it, but, you know, we have that conversation. Um, most of them are women. And it's so interesting because most women are eating, when we really look at what they're eating, they're not eating enough. I mean, I've worked with women who for 40, 30, 40 years have been eating maybe eight, 900 calories a day, thinking that they would lose weight and they can't lose that 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. They're literally starving themselves into being overweight or even obese. Literally. So the next time, you know, I was taught when I was little, I always thought if somebody was really heavy, that, well, you know, they probably ate a lot. Most people who are very heavy don't eat enough. And they certainly, like many of us, may not be eating enough of the good quality food. They may be eating too much junk, who knows. But the calorie thing, if I help people with calorie counting, if that's part of what I do with my clients, it's to make sure they're getting enough, not too much. It's really the quality and the quantity that counts. Mm. And, and I just want to um, mention, Sue's really kind of compliment you on this. You know, when you were doing the workshop, you just kept delivering questions. And I love it when when the questions are, are, are delivered. And it's for us to really meditate on because um, we've, we do live in a society where people want to just be told what to do. Um, but that's not mindfulness, is it? And And what I scribbled down next to this, and I put lots of questions and things like that, because... Um, when we're truly mindful, we're using the prefrontal cortex. And so when we're using the prefrontal cortex, it's about focus, awareness, concentration, decision-making, willpower. That's where the like emotional intelligence is, which means when you're asking questions, you were saying things like, if you feel a craving, um, notice it, what, what is the trigger for that craving? Is it a mineral deficiency or is it that you're feeling something emotionally that's lacking or is not there? So it makes you come out of that limbic system of the um, stress and instant gratification to go for something, to go, hang on, let's stop. What's actually triggering this? What's making this happen? And so that's when we start to actually take back much more ownership and control. And, and that's what I thought was really, really powerful, um, because then when you discussed other things as well, it kind of leads us into the fact that we feel we're taking and making those choices. And, and I wrote down here where you mentioned about that we want to basically be educated. Um, we want to really educate ourselves on what we're doing and then feel the benefits of eating that good food. And that can only come from that prefrontal cortex where we're noticing these things rather than just going back into the stress patterns. 
and the stress kind of is uh, self-fulfilling, isn't it? It then affects our body composition again when we're under stress and it will affect the natural functioning of, of um, just things running smoothly, really. Absolutely. I mean, we could geek out on like cortisol and adrenaline and all that kind of thing. I mean, girl, we could jam on that and riff on that for ages. But, I, but maybe more helpful, we'll do that another time. Well, maybe more helpful is the idea of bringing mindfulness to eating because our relationship with food often is complex. I mean, food has many functions. Its primary function is to fuel our bodies, right? Because food, real food has nutrients that our bodies need to thrive, to feed the cells so that every cell in the body can function better, whether it's the immune system, whether it's digest, whether it's your skin, your hair, your brain, your heart, all these things, every function in our body needs the right fuel. So that's the primary function of food, but also let's be honest, it's so much more, right? It's, it's beautiful memories, childhood memories of eating meals with our family. It's the smells and the aroma. I mean, think about the smell of something you would love to eat. Like I love apple crisp. I love that cinnamon. Mm, I love that smell. You know, it smells trigger all kinds of memories and experiences and tastes. Oh my gosh. I mean, food is so multi-sensory and it's really through multi-sensory experiences that we experience life most fully. So with food, we have taste, we have touch, we are texture, right? We have sight. I mean, have you noticed that if you have food displayed beautifully, even if it's not a lot, if it's displayed with lots of colors really beautifully, it's so, it's just aesthetically pleasing. I lived in Japan for a while and Japan historically had been for many years, a very poor country before World War II. And um, so they didn't have much food. That's why they would display things beautifully. So if you've ever been to a Japanese restaurant or gotten sushi or something, you'll notice it's always displayed beautifully because there wasn't much food. So they made it look beautiful. Isn't that interesting? So, so many ways to bring mindfulness to our experience. You know, washing dishes, clean. I do not, I'm gonna be honest, people, I do not love cleaning up the kitchen. <laughs> but I can use that as an opportunity to do some deep breathing as I clean up the kitchen and reframe it as, wow, I'm so grateful that we have these dishes and I'm so grateful I have running water and I'm so grateful I had this delicious meal and I'm so grateful I have time now to breathe deeply. Um, so, partnering the deep breathing patterns with maybe before we eat, maybe as we're eating. I tell you what, you do some deep breathing while you're eating in through the nose to fill your center and out through your mouth to empty. You're going to taste so much more. It's like crazy. So it's a lot of fun to play with the idea of mindful eating and bringing that into our relationship with food. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I just wanted to mention one more thing, Suze, before I'm going to ask uh, you where we can find a bit more about you and, and that, what you have to offer and all that sort of thing. But um, you mentioned uh, because of your background as a Tai Chi um, instructor and educator that I really quite liked how you mentioned um, all about um, conserving and protecting our energy because we there's so much energy that we have. Um, and we just, instead of kind of running uh, and, uh, and, you know, that whole perfectionism and overachieving, but seeing if we can dial that down to really conserve and protect our, our energy or our chi. Mm, you know, and I love this conversation because, girl, that was me. I like to say I wasn't just type A, I was triple type A. <laughs> like I would be faster, better. I thought that my self-worth depended on how much I could do. And it was Tai Chi, which came into my life over 30 years ago, through which I learned that that's not true. And, and the basic story is Tai Chi, really briefly, 
Qi and Tai Chi is life energy. And the philosophy there in China 1800 years ago where Tai Chi was created um, was that we all have a certain amount of Qi, life energy when we're born, and that the only cause of death is that we've used it all up. Like it's gone. So if we have a heart attack, we get sick, whatever, we don't have enough Qi to recover because recovery takes a lot of energy. And so we die. So it's so important. I realized, first of all, um, that everyone has Qi. Every living thing has Qi. So therefore, every living thing is precious. So therefore, me, um, who had suffered for very low self-esteem for most of my life, that was when I realized that I was precious. And I mean, like I could cry. I remember that moment vividly. It just looked total switch for me because I had chi. So it wasn't about what I could do. It's that I have chi, I have life energy. So I'm precious. I mean, huge epiphany, mm -hmm. but also that chi is so precious. We want to protect it. Don't waste your chi, man. That's good stuff. You know, you want it maybe, so maybe think about rather than rushing around. And I was like the world's proudest multitasker. Dang, I was good at multitasking. Well, it turns out that's not a very efficient way to move through the world. Who oh, no. So if we can protect our energy, maybe by um, taking some deep breaths, maybe by reframing, you know, traffic, stuck in traffic as an opportunity just to have some time to focus on deep breathing or listen to some music that lights us up. If we can eat cleaner, learn a little bit more about ingredients that are really not good for us um, and that weaken our chi that uh, deplete our immune system and our health and maybe avoid those things like that. Super simple things that we can do to protect our energy. Also, gosh, guys, I mean, let's stay away from the people who exhaust us. How about that? Yeah. Right. Let's learn how to manage that and set boundaries. So for me, Heidi, I really feel like mindful eating. It's such an opportunity. If we choose to explore that and play with that, it's such a beautiful opportunity to learn to nurture ourselves to protect our energy, to treat our bodies with love and just to have more fun and enjoy because food is to be enjoyed. And when we are mindful and purposeful about it, we can relax and the simplest food becomes really wonderful. That's beautiful. And, and it kind of ties in with the expression you said as well, having self-love rather than self-doubt. And it all comes back, doesn't it, to our own self-worth and how we can really uh, treat fuel, a food as a fuel rather than it being like a punishment sometimes or um, a guilt associated by other things. So um, I thought that was really powerful, Suze. Um, and you are an absolutely wonderful uh, person inside and out. You radiate that wellness as well. So thank you so much. You, you are like you practice what you preach, really. Um, and I'd, I'd love people to be able to reach out and find out a bit more about you. So where can they find you? Because I'm going to make sure everything's in the show notes, but I'd love to just open this out for you too. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. I would love to connect with your listeners because it makes me so happy when I can help someone go along their healthy journey with a little bit more joy and yumminess. Uh, so my website's the best way to find me, suzjeffries.com, S-U-Z-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-S.com. On Facebook, I'm Suze, your health coach. Same thing on Instagram, I think. Um, but what I'd love to do is offer a gift to everybody. Remember, simple is often best. Simple, easy, delicious. That's kind of how I roll. I have a whole recipe library, recipes like this. So I took this online that's available. I'd be happy to share that with you later, Heidi, maybe a link because I'm about to open it. It's not even been launched yet. It's very new. But I pulled five recipes from this recipe library I have that are all natural. They Five recipes you can make in five minutes with five ingredients. Talk about easy and they're tasty. And if you're not sure what to have or you're rushing, just 
pull out one of those recipes and enjoy the process. Take some deep breathing, make your food, sit down, relax, turn off that phone and uh, just really come back to food is fuel, but it's also lovely. And when we can take a few moments to pause and enjoy and appreciate, it really changes the tone of the whole day. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I will, Susan, make sure everything's in the show notes so that it's easy for them to contact you and find out more. So just before we finish, do you have anything you want to kind of finish off with or pass on to the listener as a bit of a takeaway point or any final thoughts that you've not mentioned? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, basically, I would just say, if you feel like I did for so many years, that you're not good enough, that you're not um, trim enough, you're not whatever, smart enough, fast enough, whatever, just take a moment and remember you have chi, you have life energy, you're alive. And so you are, you absolutely are. Try to throw that, let go of that. The simplest way to cultivate self-love is to act with love and kindness towards ourself. It's a choice, perhaps choosing something healthy that will promote our health, like an apple or kiwi or whatever, rather than the candy bar or whatever. Just that simple act of doing something nourishing is a beautiful way to begin to feel the self-love that we are all capable of. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Suze. So I told you all it was going to be a good episode, didn't I, everyone? So I'm so grateful that Suze, as I said, did a workshop for the Total Somatics members. And for members, you can find that in the Lifestyle Experts section. Um, but for everyone else listening here at Somatic Movement and Mindset Podcast, uh, there are plenty of ways you can also get hold of Suze and check that out in the show notes. So until next time, all my love and best wishes. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and also forward this on to somebody you know will benefit. To learn more about pain relief, plus how to improve your health and well-being, go to totalsomatics.com. Until next time, take care. <laughs>